I'm Amber. And I'm Raven. Welcome to our Rewatch podcast, where we rewatch our favorite or not so favorite rom-coms and try to sway the other person to adopt their view. We'll share our thoughts on what worked and what didn't work from an amateur filmmaker's point of view and an avid, hopeless romantic and rom-com enthusiast's point of view as well. Each episode ends with a final verdict. Well, we'll decide if we agree to agree or disagree. Stream our latest episode now. We're actually here. We're actually doing this. I know. I'm so excited, Raven. Maybe we should start by saying how this all started and who we are. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, Well, my name is Raven. I am a film enthusiast. I have a little bit of knowledge on the behind the scenes for filmmaking. And by that, I mean high school film courses. (laughs) And just, I don't know, loving film in general. So that's a little bit about me. Which is a lot more behind the scenes magic that I know. I'm Amber, (laughs) aka your hopeless romantic and rom-com enthusiast. If it's out there, I've most likely seen it, love it, and have cried to it (laughs) multiple times. So I'm very excited to be doing this podcast with Raven. The idea, how it even came about. um, What movie were we, was it? What was the first movie? Well, it wasn't La La Land versus. It was. It was. Okay, it was. It was. So we were talking about La La Land versus The Notebook. Right. And it was the topic of conversation that night at my house. And Mm -hmm. one of our friends was like, oh, my gosh, that's your banter is amazing. You guys should have a podcast. Exactly. Months later, here we are. Yeah. You know, the, the time where you're like with friends and you're like, well, like plans, like we should go out. And you're like, yeah, we should do that. And then months pass and it's like. You know, you kind of just fizzles out. I kind of thought that's how it was going to be. But then Amber texted me and she was like, you actually want to do this? I'm like, oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, let's do it. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. Me too. And for our very first podcast, we decided to talk about Persuasion, the 2022 film on Mm -hmm. Netflix, which Persuasion in general is one of my favorite films, the 2007 version. So I'm going to try my hardest not to compare it to the old version. <laughs> but it's kind of impossible. Just, a little, of, just a little bit. You kind of have to have to a little bit. Just a little bit. But we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll get into it. Yes, yes. And then, and then we'll see if we agree to disagree or agree about this movie. Mm-hmm. So the synopsis for this film. When Frederick Whitworth, the one who got away, crashes back into Anne Elliott's life, Her high society relationships persuaded her to give up the penniless man she loved. Now she must choose between putting the past behind her or listening to her heart when it comes to second chances at love. Oh, (laughs) such a good movie. (laughs) Oh, what? Come on. Come on. It's a good movie. Okay, let's get into it. For this one, cast. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, I agree. Casted Dakota Johnson as Anne Elliot. Mm-hmm. We're just going to start off the bat. I like Dakota Johnson. Yeah, same. I'm not a fan of her English accent. I'm just oh going to say gosh, it. No. I'm just going to throw it no. out there so that we don't have to keep beating a dead horse. Yeah. I know that when you get a role and it's yeah. different, and you're supposed to have a different accent, you have a language coach. Yeah, that's true. You that's know what true. I'm saying? And yeah. these are like professionals who are really good. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing an interview from, I don't know, someone doing a like very hard like welch accent Mm -hmm. for a film and their like language coach like really helped them to nail it Mm -hmm. so i really feel like come on girl like who is your language honestly i was gonna ask did she have one because (laughs) i just there are so many times where it 
slips spell. out of yeah. British to American, American back to British. It's just, it's a mess. Yeah, it's it's a little rough. Yeah. So that being said, that is, that's my little soapbox about that. I like watching and listening to British television. So like you can hear it like immediately. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. That's an American trying to <laughs> sound the, British oh, yeah. poorly. On the trailer even. I mean, it was right away. I'm like, oh, gosh. But, Okay. She she did well, aside from that, I will say, um, for the type that it was, you know, for the genre that they were, <laughs> that Netflix was going for. I yeah. liked her as Aunt Elliot, I will say, as a modern day Aunt Elliot. Okay. I will say, I like Dakota Johnson. I think she's amazing at what she does. She's very witty and she has a charm to her that's undeniable. In um, this film, though, she didn't do it for me. I... I, like you said, I do agree that for the genre and what Netflix was trying to portray, she did a, she did a good job, I guess. But um, I guess we'll talk about this later in terms of character development. I just didn't feel like she played Anne Elliot to the point where I could care about Anne Elliot and what she was going through. Um, other cast, they had Cosmo Jarvis playing Captain Frederick Wentworth, which I was in love with. Um, to me, he was so handsome, so it was easy for me to fall into him as being the leading man, and like that was like a solid, perfect casting for me. Um, I loved him all the way around. I loved the height. I loved his face, the beard. It was all good. <laughs> there was nothing wrong there with me. Um, for me, it's a no. <laughs> I don't mean to sound so negative. It's just, um, <clears throat> he's, a, I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me personally, attractive wise. Um, but beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? Um, <laughs> do you need your eyes checked? <laughs> um, no, they're, they're fine. They're fine. No, and I, I will say, I don't know. I feel like, um, the entire time to me, he looked like a lost puppy, so... I will not disagree with that, but I was very okay with that. I will happily welcome him home as my own lost puppy, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Just one more. I mean, the whole cast was new, and they, um, I felt like they really tried to have more diverse characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or actors playing these characters. And I think they did it in a way that it didn't feel distracting, because sometimes I feel that when people don't are the characters aren't well written or the attention is drawn away from the storyline and you're so focused on who that actor is and not necessarily who they are but when they detract from the actual story plot mm -hmm. it gets distracting i didn't feel like that happened i felt like they stayed true to their characters and i wasn't distracted like oh but in the other one she was caucasian and now she's african-american or he was supposed to be Caucasian and now he's Asian. Yeah. I didn't feel that way. I was happily sold on all the characters. So I think kudos to casting director for making those wonderful selections just throughout. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like a lot of films nowadays, it feels like they're making a checklist of, okay, we have this, we have that. And it's like an agenda kind of thing. I didn't feel that here. It did feel natural. Um, so I agree. Okay. I think that's a good starting point. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about the plot. I mean, Netflix was trying to revamp the Jane Austen style of very dramatic and very somber mm -hmm. into this witty, comical piece. Yes. 
to me, it hit the mark on some things and not on others, Mm -hmm. to say, just to say the very least. I mean, I like the lightness of it. I think it just was too, like, too punchy. It was too, like, too just on the nose, like, from the music to the colors. Everything was uber bright, and it was, like, Tiffany blue or, like, (laughs) ostrich green. I'm like, what is this? Everything was so comical. Mm -hmm. It was hard to feel grounded in this love story. Yes. Yeah, I agree completely, Um, especially, and not to compare, but (laughs) when you do think about the previous adaptation that was done um as you mentioned about the colors and specifically it was it fit the mood it fit the tone that we're supposed to feel um it was more somber we're more melancholy and so that wasn't what netflix was trying to go for and i think they did a good job with getting that across but i do agree that it was just too much of it there should have been some variation there some okay there are moments where we're sad and there are moments where we're like really happy and, and we feel that as an audience. But overall, it just felt like a comedy, I will say. Even in moments where we're supposed to be sad and we're supposed to feel what the characters are feeling in that moment. I couldn't, mostly because of the fourth wall breaking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the fourth yeah. wall breaking in a minute. But I do, I do agree with you, unfortunately, that the comical element was from beginning to end and Mm -hmm. you only had like a few momentary like breaks where it was like feel the emotions Mm -hmm. and when you think about this story this is a woman who was completely in love with a man persuaded not to marry him sees him again so it's literally being tortured you're being tortured you're seeing the love of your life and he you know not to compare but in the old one in the previous adaptation he's cold he's mean he's not giving you the attention and you were having all these like missed ships, Mm -hmm. you know, missed signals and, and whatnot. So you're able to feel that a little bit more and you feel the pain. But when it's like comedy, 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 it's so rough. Yeah. And I will say, I feel like that's a little bit, that's partly obviously because of the musical composer and whoever scored it was rough. It just was like <laughs> listening to the musical. It was like one of those Italian comedies where it's like, dun, dun, nah, nah, nah. like <laughs> that's exactly how it sounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, exactly. Oh, or when they're doing footsteps. Do, 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 exactly. Do, 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 do. I'm like, right. what is going on right now? I'm like, I'm supposed to be crying. I'm not crying. What's right. going on? Right. So yeah, that I that I really I felt a little sad about because I wanted a little bit more love story ish, and it felt like. Ha ha ha. And I didn't really want that. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a love story person. So like I you would think I'd be okay with that. But what when it is a love movie, I do want it to be a good love movie for me to be like, okay, I actually did like that like rom com or I actually did like that romance period film. But yeah, I just kinda missed the mark and for, for as far as making me feel that way. And I think the writing didn't help. It was too tongue oh, to cheek. Yeah. It was just yeah. And from beginning to end, even like the opening scenes where, again, she's breaking the fourth wall Mm -hmm. and she's so cynical and she's a little bitter. That's not really like for someone who has seen most of the Jane Austen movies, that's not the type of woman that she portrays. Mm -hmm. Like that's not who she created. Mm -hmm. So I get this is supposed to be a 21st century take on a woman, but I don't also... 
I'm going to get on a little soapbox here. I don't like the fact that she's supposed to be cynical and bitter because she's alone. That's true. You know? If it's, it's honest. Yeah, it's ironic. If a 21st century woman doesn't need a man, but yet she's the entire time, like you mentioned, cynical yeah. and bitter about not having a man. <laughs> so it kind of just, it doesn't make sense there. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really care for that. Um, and then she doesn't, she's not happy until she gets him at the end. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Where, you know. I will say I did see more moments of her kind of finding those happy moments in life than the first one. She was kind of sad throughout. So I did enjoy that aspect of the film. But I feel like in terms of like breaking the fourth wall or whatever, there are moments where we were supposed to be feeling something and then breaking the fourth wall would happen and be like, oh, okay, I just got out of that emotion I'm supposed to be feeling for this character. And there's a way that breaking the fourth wall is done that's really like, I don't even want to say beautiful because I'm not a fan of it, but... It can be impactful. Yes, yes. There are times where it can be impactful. Just like in the the, the previous adaptation of it, she did break the fourth wall a couple of times and it was done in a way that was... Like, oh, okay, that did make me feel a little something when she's writing her letter and she looks up towards the camera and you see the single tear fall from her eye. That's, oh, okay, all right. Like, it's not exactly breaking me from the film. But when Dakota Johnson did it or when the writers had it written the way they did, it was like, okay, a sad moment's happening or something serious happening. Oh, and by the way, that means it's like, okay, I didn't need you to explain it. Give me more audience. Give me more credit, you know, as an audience. That's yeah, I no, I do concur. I feel like when we think about the previous adaptation, when she's so-called breaking the fourth wall, you mm-hmm. know, it's not in a sense like she's talking to someone. She's writing a journal and she's just reading what she's writing. So it's almost like we're hearing her thoughts right. as she's writing. And it's like those moments where she's looking up, but she's, you can tell she's staring off into space. Mm-hmm. She's not, it's not like intentionally breaking the third wall, like mm-hmm. fourth wall, like mm-hmm. so on the nose versus in this particular adaptation of it the breaking the fourth wall was every single scene yes it was way too much and it just felt like you know what it makes you feel like like as if you're a character in there and she's talking to you Mm -hmm. and it's too much Mm -hmm. because I want to watch I don't want to be a character within the movie yeah and maybe that was their goal maybe that was what the director wanted and the writers wanted in terms of the vision um i think it was a bad but yeah yeah in terms of as an audience i i don't think it was executed well no i i agree because as you said you know there's times where you just want to sit in an emotion and you just need that beautiful like silence you just want to see that single tear fall you just want to feel that darkness Mm -hmm. and then they say something and you're like no i'm out of the moment yeah you know so i do i concur that that was way too much. They should have scaled it back and used it for, like, moments where it, where it was appropriate, where more explanation was needed or we really needed to understand how she was feeling. But with, especially, again, this is the problem. When you make a character who's so cynical and so bitter mm-hmm. in every single one of her comments to the other characters, like her dialogue, you don't need that fourth wall because you we know, already know how what she's feels. feeling. We already know what she's feeling. You know, we don't need not, an explanation. It's not like she's trapped or tormented and she's right. like saying one thing but feels another. That's not how it is. Right. So I think that maybe they didn't think that through in terms of character development of how that would come across. Mm-hmm. That I was not a fan of. And I will say, 
are we moving into character development? Yes, we definitely can. <laughs> I will say in terms of uh, specifically Dakota Johnson's character, I don't always mean to compare guys, I'm sorry, but in the, in the previous adaptation, she was more like an inner confidence that didn't always show to her family members. So it kind of came off as, oh, okay, she's kind of more subdued and she's more shy. Um, maybe in this moment she doesn't speak up for herself, but when it really matters, she does. Um, and it kind of makes it more rewarding in the end when she does go against her family and decides to marry or be with the love of her life. It makes it more like, oh, she stood up for herself. That inner confidence is being seen now from all perspectives. Versus in this one, like, you said she's cynical and bitter throughout. She's confident to me throughout. Like, you can see that. So it, it's it's kind of like, how were you ever persuaded exactly. <laughs> to, to not take this man? Because you seem like, I don't know, pretty sure yourself, pretty confident. So it, it, when she does choose him in the end, it's like, it's not as rewarding. It doesn't pay off as well. I do concur. I feel like character development throughout really could have been better. Um even when I think about, like, Richard E. Grant, who played Sir Elliot, I, I'll be honest, I I really hated his character. Mm-hmm. I hate the way he portrayed him. They made him feel very trivial and very vain. And even though Miss, her father, Mr. Elliot, is supposed to be a vain character, but you're supposed to steal, you're supposed to understand. Like, his vanity comes from him having a title, him at one point being rich, you know? Right. Versus this character, he's so unlikable. Mm-hmm. And it's like his, but again, it's that comical element that they make his vainness so like, haha, it's like the butt of every joke. Mm-hmm. It's so, so hard to be like, why would you listen to him? Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I did not like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciated how in the previous adaptation I felt there was maybe a little more forethought as Mm -hmm. to how he would come across and so like when when the issue comes up of he doesn't want to rent to the naval the of the navy men's family in this pre in this one he says oh because I've never seen a handsome navy man like what Mm -hmm. who says that that's a dumb line that's why you don't want someone living in your house because they're ugly what does that mean like that is such a trivial thing Mm -hmm. to say versus the previous adaptation he felt that those who were in the navy they got their wealth based off of work versus birth which he felt was wrong Mm -hmm. you understand the point of view you understand where he's coming from versus this one there is nothing to understand about it it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever yeah i agree i agree completely with that and also when you think about her sister as well um, who was extremely vain and extremely annoying <laughs> in both in both films. Yeah. Um, but at least in the first one, she wasn't, I feel like in this one they made her kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like you didn't, oh, like she was a mother, but she basically wasn't a mother. She didn't care about oh, her Mary. kids. Yeah. Versus Mary, sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. Versus the first one, I feel like, okay, you could see that she was vain and yeah, maybe she could have spent more time with her kids and attention, but it wasn't like, um, where are the children? I don't know. Why should I know? It, it's right. like, it's like, there's again, with the, com- with the comedy, there's a way to do someone being vain and not make it like so one dimensional to me. Yeah. It was very like one note throughout. Yeah. Yes. Um, I will concur. I 
on speaking on character development, I'm going to take a little bit of a positive side. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about Cosmo Jarvis, who played Frederick Wentworth. I really liked his character. I like that he was a little bit more warm versus when we think about the previous adaptation where he was stone cold and <laughs> <He> so <was>. mean. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though you knew like he loved her on the inside, but he was making her pay versus mm-hmm. this one. You could see like he felt more like a 27 year old man who like lost the love of his life, stills in love with her, is trying to be strong, but really just wants to say like, I love you. And will you marry me again? Mm-hmm. Like you see that throughout, you see the way that Cosmo looks at Dakota, like the softness that was in his eyes and stuff. And as you described it as a lost puppy, <laughs> but I was completely okay with the lost puppy. I liked mm-hmm. it because I feel like that added a little bit of more depth to their relationship than the previous one did not. And I appreciated seeing that. I, I do agree. I didn't think about that point, like you said, about it seemed more natural, more real as a 27-year-old person to be feeling that way and to show that emotion versus in the first one I mean he's an accomplished man in both of them he becomes an accomplished man but the first one I don't he seemed a lot older than 27 right more I mean like more bitter and more (laughs) angry but he seemed a lot more older this one does seem like like if I was in that position I feel like I would still feel love for that person which you do see here so I do appreciate that um I will say I wish there were moments in the beginning of the film specifically where he was a little bit colder and not so kind of like a lost dog (laughs) from the very beginning so that when it does happen where over time like they get closer again and things of that sort you kind of see that warmness come in and it's more meaningful like oh his shell is breaking and he's letting her in again um I feel like I would have appreciated that more but I do agree with the points you're saying in terms of realism it it does seem more realistic i do agree with you i feel like that was maybe a directing call or maybe it was even on the page maybe that was something in the writer's room that they really liked Mm -hmm. making him seem a little more warmer i do agree with you that i wish maybe in like those very first few meetings like he would have been a little more cold yeah just a hair not a lot yeah not like like i hate you but like just a, just a little bit. You know, a more, little bit more yeah. distant. Because I think their first meeting when they meet, he like smiles at her or yes. something. I'm like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's like they have that awkward like, but I get they're supposed, they're, I guess they're trying to mirror like a 21st century relationship now when you run into your ex and you're like, oh, hi, hi. <laughs> oh, I, are we, we're at the same, do we hug? We high five? How, how are you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah and true. I get it and it's cute. But again, um, I, I just think that, if it, like you said, if he was just a little bit colder, just a hair, it would have been a little bit more rewarding in the end. Because yeah. otherwise, throughout the movie, what they kind of feel like, they feel like those exes who break up and get back together all the yes. time. Yeah, you did mention that. Yeah, I agree. That's what it, it comes off of is that it doesn't feel like it's been years yeah. since like this has happened. It's like, oh, this happened like a little bit ago. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. They're like, are we going to try this again? Right. I don't right. know. Right. Maybe not. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I also really liked the Musgrove girls. 
I like the character of Louisa in this one much better than the previous adaptation. Mm-hmm. I will say that hands down. Uh, Nia Tal played her and she did an amazing job, I felt, because she gave the character some depth. Now, there were the funny moments. I liked how she... I mean, I liked how it was written for her to talk about, like, oh, well, you know, pretend like you don't know how to use a fork. Right. Okay. Right. I get it's supposed to be funny. I do. However. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but I'm like, really? Again, you're you're writing this for a 21st century audience, right? Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to pretend that we're stupid for men to take interest in us? What would you have preferred them to do? And the 21st century sense, but still making it, um, like, relevant to the time period it was written in. Okay, if I, personally, if I were to do it, I'd been, like, asking him something about, like, hunting, you know? But make okay. her being a hunting novice. And then you see okay. that later on, and she, like, shows him up. And he's like, why did I teach? Like, you see it, like, clicking, like, why did I teach you when you know more about this than I do? Like, something like that. Okay. You but, know yeah, what I'm saying? I can see that. That makes sense. I, I, I do agree with you. I did enjoy um, the two sisters in this film way, way better than the previous adaptation. You could kind of root behind them. Mm-hmm. And in the first one, you're like, I feel like it's one dimensional. And they are teenagers, but um, I don't know. Like, it was very one dimensional in the first one to me, um, where you're like, okay, I don't want Wentworth to be at all with this person exactly. versus this one you're kind of like okay and didn't take her chance maybe you know what i mean yeah. um maybe he could be with louisa or whatever um you still don't want that in the end <laughs> but it, it gives you more 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 dimension um these two characters in the first one for sure i completely agree without a doubt um who I also loved, Henry Golding, without oh, a doubt. Henry Golding. Oh, I mean, Henry Golding in anything, hands down. What a charm. That's, like, enough said. Yeah. No more needs to be said. Yeah. have such a huge crush on him. He's amazing. Um, he played the part very well. He did. Very well. He was such... And I liked how they did that. He was more likable. Mm-hmm. Than the... Yes. Than the previous yes. one. Yeah. He comes off as sleazy, but because he's honest about being sleazy, you're like, it's totally fine. It's <laughs> she whatever. chose to be with him. I mean, she knew he was sleazy. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what makes you like him a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Okay, I like this, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I don't know. I, I really did like his character. In terms of how they, in terms of like the plot. I, I liked how they rearranged some things. Mm-hmm. They didn't follow the same order as the previous adaptation. They kept the big stuff, but they mixed things up. I appreciated it. It kept it young. It kept it fresh. I absolutely did not like how you find out that Mr. Elliot, played by Henry Golding, is having this affair with Miss Claypool, that they're making out in broad daylight as she's coming yes. out of the i guess they're at the house they're at the house having dinner Mm -hmm. because she just finds the note that wentworth leaves for her and she's walking out and she sees them making out what yeah this is supposed to be a secret affair Mm -hmm. that they're having so all of these months of having this secret affair they're just going to decide to make out in the middle of bar (laughs) 
at high noon where there's a hundred people yeah. and everybody knows them mm-hmm. and they're just gonna start making it. I'm like, that makes no sense. Yeah. It was so stupid to mm-hmm. me. And I get because they took out the character of Mrs. Poole, who is Elliot's old friend who tells her about his character. Mm-hmm. They needed some way to like keep, you know, break that out. There was a hundred other ways that they could have done it. Agreed. That just made no sense to yeah. me Agreed. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, um, Amber's more of a persuasion <laughs> enthusiast than I am, Jane Austen in general. Um, but I had to refresh my memory on how she found out the first time. And once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm I'm confused as to, well, first, like you said, they're in, they're in broad daylight. There are crowds around. It's a secret affair. It, it makes no sense. So, yeah, I agree with that. The ending, um, I feel like they could have definitely done better um, and made his character even more, I don't know, just make it make sense. <laughs> make, yeah, it make, make it make make sense. It make sense. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I did like his character overall, for sure. I think he played it very well. It had the perfect amount of comedy to me. Yeah, I feel like he's an actor who understands that line. Yeah. There are some actors who really do understand how to toe the line between comedy and then give, even though it's easy to say that, but then we don't really see the scripts. And that's true. I really feel like that's these true. scripts were so disappointing. We could look at them online, you know. I think we might need to like <laughs> skim through them because the yeah. scripts were so disappointing. Mm-hmm. What? The writing was, the writing yeah. Was lack it was one yeah. note yeah i felt it was someone who maybe had like seen the movie and was like oh this is a great movie let me make a script out of it had not read the book yeah oh yeah i can you see know. that 100 percent. now i'll be honest i haven't read the book however <laughs> however i understand some nuances of jane austen this mm-hmm. had like she's more she doesn't make characters who are just so sad there's wit and there's comedy but it's like you get everything. You get your little bit of funny. You get your sad. You get your love story. And you get your happy ending. Yeah. It wraps up nicely with a little bow and mm-hmm. everyone's happy. But it takes a minute to get there. And I think there's real values that are instilled watching her movies. Yeah. And reading her books. She emphasizes values of core, having families, being industrious women, being... Mm-hmm educated women you know not sitting around waiting for prince charming to save you like go and do something yeah you know and this no you get no moral story there's no lesson from it at the end it's Mm -hmm. just like oh and they got back they got back together yeah i agree completely i feel like other than wentworth and this whole kind of you know drama of their relationship getting back together eventually what did Anne do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in terms of, like you mentioned Industrious Woman, that's a big part of like Jane Austen films and something that they completely missed, completely, in, in the writing. Um, and I will say, I get it's supposed to be a 21st century adaptation and you do want to have kind of simpler words in there <laughs> um, to kind of sell that effect. Mm, but like... Just look up a dictionary, honestly. yeah. Get a dictionary. If there's a word that's too big, expand your vocabulary. Get a dictionary. <laughs> Let's not even go there. Yeah, I, and and you can do it on your phone. You know, 21st century. No, I, I just feel like um, there are moments where, I've mentioned this before, but that they could have given us more credit as an audience, um, and what they were saying specifically, 
you think about, for example, like their locations when they're about to go to somewhere different and they could have just said they were going somewhere different or maybe they didn't even in some instances. But then you see the big words come across the screen. I'll come across the screen. They're in Bath. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't need to see the words on the screen. Tell me what the writing that they're in, that they're in Bath, that time has passed. I don't need to know. Yeah. I don't need to see it visually. Like, yeah. Give me context clues. Exactly. Let me use my imagination. Yes. Let you me know? work it out. Uh, this little thing between my ears. Let me use that to <laughs> right. infer what is going right. on. Right, exactly. Yeah, I concur. You know, and there were moments that didn't make sense. Like when they, when she goes with her family to meet um, the royal oh, members of gosh. her family. I completely forgot about that scene. It, it was just a terrible <sighs> scene. It was unnecessary. And they're talking about some octopus dream. Like what? For Okay. I think it was to show more of Elliot and... I get it. And her character. But it didn't it did need to be done. It was horrific. Mm-hmm. It made no sense. It was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. It added nothing to character development, nothing to the plot. Mm-hmm. I got absolutely nothing from it. Yeah. I'm like, why am I sitting here listening to her talk about some octopus dream? And then Mr. Elliot, played by Henry Golding, is like coming in talking about like, oh, yes, I had a dream like that. Too. What? That does nothing for me. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it doesn't make it... Just make it make sense, guys. Yeah. And they could have taken that time because we mentioned some characters who didn't have as much development so that we feel more. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, yeah, I was, it was, it was interesting. I did like the movie. I won't lie. I did like it. But there were just so many parts that were just so hard for me to get by. And it's like, you're like, it's one of those things where it's like, if you close your right eye and then close your left eye, it looks really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then like squint and turn around, you know, mm-hmm. like it looks great. But then you're like, mm, it's not so, it's not so good when you start looking at it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I did not like the movie. Um, I think there were things that were done well. It definitely had a clear voice to the film. Definitely could tell it throughout wasn't the voice I was looking for, but it had a clear voice throughout the film. Um, the cinematography was amazing to me. I really liked it, although I do feel like there were some shots that could have been done, like more close-up shots. Um, specifically, we think about emotional scenes. Yeah. But, and I, like I said, did mention, I do like some of the characters more. Um, but overall, I, I just did not like the film. And I was so excited for it. No. I was so excited for it, because I did, I, in the beginning... I had watched the previous adaptation when I was like a teenager and I didn't really appreciate it. So I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is so sad and <laughs> like, I do not like it. Um, but so I was so excited to see this 21st century adaptation and it's fun and it's light and okay. And I was into it for like the first maybe 15 minutes. And after that, I was like, oh man, I really wasted my time. <laughs> it's, I'm going to agree with you. I loved so many parts of the cinematography I wish that they would have done some shots differently. I wish we had so many wide frame shots. Yes. Yeah. Where you're an eagle. And I wanted those intimate over the shoulders, through the Mm -hmm. shoulder, where you feel like you are that person. Where instead of feeling like that fly on the wall, I wanted to feel the character who they were talking to. Yeah. I would have liked a little bit more movement in the sense that when they're is like an argument or they're having like a heated discussion, the camera is like literally whipping you back and forth. Mm. And you feel like you're like, because when you're fighting with someone, it feels like, yeah, you're just back and forth and back and forth. And I didn't feel that you had that wide shot and you're like watching them 
talk or have this heated moment or, you know, have these emotions get tense and you just miss that little bit of like intimacy. Yeah. That's what, I think that's what the film was missing. It's missing a little bit of intimacy, even when they're on the beach. And I like, and I will say, I love that inserted beach scene because it gives you another layer to their relationship that you don't have previously. And mm-hmm. it's needed in this particular yeah. adaptation. They were just, I, you know what? It's like there's those opportunities where it's like just missed. It was, mm-hmm. we were yeah, so Yeah, it's like close. right there. And then and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're right. Okay. Um, and gone again, you know? And so yeah. that, was, that was a little hard to see because you're rooting for the characters mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, what a shame. Yeah. I think that. I mean, it's it's clear you do not like this movie I at do all. Not like this movie, <laughs> um, that's easy to see. I will. Say, I was super excited about it. Like mm-hmm. you know, watched it the very first day it came out, and the first run through, I was super excited about it. I was like, oh man, it's so nice. It's so new, and it's so young, and it's so fresh. Then I watched it a second time, and I was like, <laughs> hmm. There are some holes yeah. in here that I am not liking. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it after seeing the previous adaptation. And I was like, mm. no. <laughs> wow. This is, I don't know if this worked for me. I felt like if they wanted to do a 21st century version of Persuasion, mm-hmm. they should have done like what Clueless did. Clueless is an adaptation of you know, Pride and Prejudice. I didn't even know that. Yes. I didn't even know that until I like read about it. I yes. was like, Clueless, Jane Austen. Right. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was right? done. You did, and it that was, was done great. in a great way. Great I way. love that movie. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's timeless. It's classic. That's what should have been done here yeah. because otherwise you just miss the mark. And mm-hmm. I think this one, unfortunately, isn't one of our favorite rom coms. Um, I think that we're both agreeing, agreeing on this one. So on this, one. <laughs> this is not our favorite. Yeah, no. It just didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. We got through it. Yeah. And we cho- and we agree. And we agree. It's crazy. <laughs> for probably the first and the last time we actually honestly, agree. Honestly, though. Honestly, though. <laughs> Not our favorite rom-com. Yeah. No. Okay. So we've been on our soapbox for like 45 minutes. <laughs> it's come to a close. And we want to hear your thoughts. So if you've seen this adaptation, this 21st century, you know, one, um, let us know if you've have the same thoughts if you uh, disagree with us um, or if you've been inspired to watch it. Um, let us know afterwards when you watch it if you feel the same way. Yes, leave us a like and a comment and we can't wait to hear your opinion. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.